One. Welcome to the show. It's Rick H. I'm your host. I'm here with Benny Banks, as usual. I'm always here. Paulie B's not here today. He fell sick. He missed the show. We're going to miss him. Today, we are in Washington Heights, my hometown. Well, not town. My home area. We're in Uptown Washington Heights. We did film. We did movies. We did acting. We did television. We did behind the scenes with Justin and producing, directing, and now we're doing music. We're joined today by the man behind the hits as Circles, Paper Up, On My Own, All Good, That Boy Lucky from Washington Heights. What up? What's Welcome good, to y'all? The show. Thanks for having me. I gotta Thanks, say Benny Riggs. Happy belated birthday. Thank yesterday. you. Yeah. Thank you. And congrats. Michael just became a father two days before, a day before your birthday. It was a day before, yeah, a newborn. A newborn baby boy. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Right after, like, right before his birthday, 27, 28, you can't forget the date now. Definitely. You could say that was, like, the greatest gift I received. I was I, I was hoping he was born on my birthday, the 28th. Yeah. But then, you know. That little bond, your little one, your youngest one. Yeah, but then I thought about it. I was like. After he was born and it was too late, you know, I can't be abusive and tell her, hold on, wait, wait till it's 12 o'clock because he was born at 9 o'clock. Oh, it changed my, yeah, it changed my state of mind. Like, it, I got a message, which was, he's forever going to be first. My kids go first. My kid go first. He goes first. In two cents, he's 27, November 27, November 28. And we already got a bond because we both Sagittarius. So it's like, I'm happy. That, Thank you. This is your third. Boy. Yeah, it's my third boy. So you're going to have a little basketball team around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I call it my little gang. I call it my little gang and probably the last one. But That's what happened when I was chasing the girl. But, you know, my brother had a girl, a newborn, actually. So I feel like that's going to be my daughter as well. So three boys is enough right now. Oh, by the way, shout out to Peter. It's my boy. Um, he just finished the New York City Marathon. Oh, yeah which is oh, yeah. an accomplishment in itself, something I want to do at least one time in my life. So shout out to Peter. Dude, that shit is tough. It really is. You got to run like like five different little marathons to get to that. You're marathon. right. Yeah. This marathon is how many miles? I think 17 Dude, miles. I have no idea. I think it's that 17 miles, but... In six hours, though, right? Yeah, it took him six hours. I just saw him fatigue. I've never seen them in this condition, but like yeah. you said, it takes a lot of training because things you eat, how you train. I think of myself, I go to the gym, I run two miles and I'm done. <laughs> All right, like I'm, I'm finished. You're so it's like, hard yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. You feel accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> no, the workout is three miles to get your heart going the right way. So. I, mean, have I don't even get to two miles. I mean, you got one on me. But Peter, college basketball player, yeah. he's got that stamina. So shouts to Pete, man. Um, that's a, I was I was proud. From far away, I seen the postings, and I was like, man, my other boy Mike did it. My other boy Mike, he also was in the marathon. He finished it, and Jimmy as well. I knew I knew three people with marathon this year, so that's a side to me. That's a sign because you say you want to do it, right? I want to do it. You could do it. Trust me, you could do it. I want to try to do it by 2020, so we got to see. Next year, he's running the marathon. No, not next year. He's like, wait. Hold on a second. I just got married. I'm trying to have a house, trying to have a kid. So Lucky's here. Uh, The reason why I wanted to do the interview here in the monkey room specifically is because it's in Washington Heights. 
um, the neighborhood you grew up in. That's right. Uh, the music that you do is influenced by the neighborhood itself. So who's it is. Lucky? Let us know. Give us a little insight. Who is Lucky? Lucky is a boy that was born and raised in Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, you, what you call your first generation. I had my parents, my mom, my dad, my uncle, my aunts, my grandma come from Dominican Republic. Lucky is a boy that was raised in a area where I hear, where I know is drug infested, a lot of violence. But somehow I'm lucky enough that I made it through, went to college, got my master's, and I'm situated. I'm good for now. I mean, first of all, it's a huge accomplishment. To Thanks. be not only get a bachelor's degree and be the first one in the family to go. Well, Pete went before you, yeah. Youngest too, but to come out of this neighborhood and get a master's degree. Um, there's two rappers that are well known: J. Cole and uh, Two Chains. They have college degrees. And when I was writing the script for the episode, I wanted to talk about that the fact that. Um, I know two rappers, like you and I know uh, CJ, shout out to Siege, Spitfire as well. Both of you guys have master's degrees, but the passion for music is, that's something that you want to do long term, right? Like if, Definitely. If, if the funds was flowing in heavy, would you, that's it, would you stop doing whatever your nine to five is and just focus on music itself? I definitely would, you're right, because see, music started as a hobby for me, it was a hobby. My career, what I went after, I got my master's, is what was my profession. And given it, what I studied was sociology, social work. I am a counselor, yeah. Siege did the same thing. Wow, look at that. So, I guess... I mean, it's understanding human behavior. Exactly. So it's like you think about it, sociology, social work. I love seeing, I love observing and analyzing. So I analyze my own world, my own life and other things. So it's like, this is what I wanted to do, but I have a hobby. But my hobby turned into a dream. And that dream that I want is to tell my story, not just my story, tell my neighborhood story, not just my neighborhood story, but tell a story to the world through music so it's like i want this and it's been done it's been done because if you listen to biggie you listen to a lot of greats not just greats even recent musicians talk about their neighborhoods you get it so it's a it's kind of like social work they're talking about not social work it's sociology they're talking about their neighborhood where they come from you're trying to shine a light to the area oh yeah like music is kind of like that like you want to express where you're from. You want to tell a story about your neighborhood, where you're from. Yes. Everything that you have gone through through your lifetime, not only you, but so much people that are around you, that live around you, they have the same and similar stories as you. Exactly. So you want to tell that story to the world. Just like Biggie told it for the dudes in Brooklyn and J.D. Exactly. Marcy. Um, big one talking for the dudes in the Bronx, South Bronx. Yes, that's like, what it is. And uh, J. Cole. That's what that it is. is. All he does is tell stories of his life. Yeah, and you got the West Coast, Kendrick Lamar, exactly. telling the stories about the West Coast. Exactly. And you could tell he's in the intellect. You could tell he's educated yeah. by the way he expresses himself. It's not your ABC raps. And I'm so. pretty sure even if he was making racks doing what, like, what you, did, you were doing, um, you went to school for. You would still, would you still be trying to make music, though? 
I mean, definitely. he obviously is right now. So. Definitely, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like, this is, I feel like it's more like a passion, man. It really is. It's so a passion. So now that we're talking about educated, college-educated rappers, right? Um, I wanted to ask you, because this is something that happened recently. So 6ix9ine, Takashi 6ix9ine, right? He grew up in a rough neighborhood. Um, he had almost the same upbringing you did. And now he's in a situation where it's the most popular rapper in New York City. Uh, he gets him and Cardi B, I would say. I hear that, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so, like, the situation he's in, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like that was something he could avoid it? Or, honestly, I'm having mixed feelings about this because I saw a video of Fat Joe. Shout out to Fat Joe. I'm cool with his little man, Ryan. I saw a video where Fat Joe was coaching him and warning him about things. So it's like, it's confusing because did you do it after Fat Joe warned you or you did it after? I mean, before that. So it's like he was warning you about the cops, the hip-hop police, and all this thing. So I'm having mixed feelings. Was it like, were you, did you do it because you're immature? Were you selfish? Or it was the message got to you too late? You get it? Because there's certain things I could relate that I did. Honestly, you get it? That's why I want to tell this, my story deeper because, all right, like I said, I'm from Washington Heights. I got a master's, and I haven't said this in a lot of interviews, but I'm actually pending felonies. I'm actually out on bail right now because what I did, what I was doing in the past, at that moment, I didn't have people to go, listen, think of what you're doing. You're in college. You're going to get a master's. You're going to make money. I was thinking, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to do that, but I want to get money now. So it's like... That's why I have mixed feelings about Takashi Six Nine. It's like, but either or, he made it. He was up there. He was up there getting money. So it's like, did he have good guidance or he was just immature? Was he immature to go? Let me back up. Oh, that's that's a problem. Also, like I think Kanye West. That's Kanye West's main reason. He got a lot of yes men, and I feel like you, J Cole, Two Chains. There's no excuse. I understand that, you know, I I didn't have the greatest upbringing. I, I grew up in this neighborhood, not too far from here. Me and you are from the same block. I don't feel that I, there's no excuse. You went to school. That's true. That is and true. You, you got a master's degree. You didn't just get a bachelor's degree. You did your whole thing. Yeah. So I, don't, I feel like where you come from, people say that, that, like, that helps move you to who you are. I think that's just part of it. I think I agree. It is part. You, you keep around you. I mean, you had an older brother, and you have cousins that we're going to talk about to help you help mold the man that you end up became. Three that's kids, true. College educated and a musician. Yeah. So I wanted to get you on because of that. Cause I think you have a unique story. No, you said it. You said it right. The neighborhood is part of you. You get it. It's true. And and also the people around you is a lot. It's a lot of influence. But it was interesting what you were saying, though, that because uh, Takashi 69, he just... Um, what? Yeah, talk a little louder. Damn, I got to talk louder? Yeah. yeah. I fucking talk louder, of course. So, <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes he just made... He, like, he got... He started, pop, he started getting big right now. Like a year ago, it's only been like a year since he'd been like really big. Yeah. 
So we could have done this shit like a year and a half ago, which I got some insight that the shit that's uh, he's in trouble for now isn't the shit that he's done recently. Oh, no? Nah, wow. It's shit from like before he started doing shit. Before he got hot, he started, he was doing some shit with his, uh, with, uh, his gang that he was with. And That's were, crazy. They were, they were doing, they were like setting people up and doing yeah. shit like that. And he's getting bagged right now for shit that he did in the past. Because he, he was saying it in the music. Exactly. I heard it this morning on High 97 because he, he was saying it in the music. So what was it? The feds were listening in and just saying, oh, he's just confirming to what we got. Yeah. Oh, wow. So let's go back to the college point. Known you has to be over 25 years. Yes. Nate, you go to college. Yes. You're already making music before you even went to college. You started making music at like 15, 16. Um, what was college like for you? Young college. Man, the heights going up. You went upstate. College was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> Honestly speaking, college was the best. And I promote this. Not just because college is a good gateway to make it to a career, but the fun is the fun. It was honestly college was the first place I found out I had an accent. I don't know if y'all hear an accent, but I went to St. John's University. And I didn't know I had an accent. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I didn't know I had an accent until I left this borough. I swear so. to God. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, I get I what I'm saying. It, yeah, yes. it was, I was talking to this girl, which was raised in a farm. She was a white girl, <laughs> blonde hair. <laughs> All I remember, she told me, I like that Yankee. I like how you speak to him, like how I speak. Your accent. Your accent. My New York accent. No, it's Spanish accent. Like, Spanish. Spanish. I thought a Spanish accent is. Hola, my name, I like to play baseball. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a Spanish you, accent. I, I could have sworn that, that, like me too, <laughs> when they told me, I was like, you serious? Like, I've known English. I had to learn English at 11 with my aunt. But I feel like I don't have an accent. You don't have an accent. I don't I hear don't, an accent. Don't, we don't hear it. We don't we hear don't it. Hear it <laughs> because we're talking to each other. <laughs> That's but great. if, I don't know, Justin, by the way, is behind the camera. I'm going to ask Justin after this. Do I have an accent, Justin? Do we have an accent when we talk English? I feel like Justin's so used to us speaking that he's not going to hear By the way, I'm sorry. So the intro is Rick H., the host of the show. I'm here with always Benny Banks, Paulie B., and Justin behind the camera. Justin's behind the camera. What up, Justin? So I I honestly, I feel you on that one, man. I, I didn't know I had an accent until yeah. I left Watch Nights, which is, you know, you, 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 you live in Watch Nights, you're like, oh, my God. This is a, but when you leave the area, you see how big the world is. It's crazy. Is. And college also, I want to um, elaborate the party life. The party life. This yes. is like you come out of high school. You're fairly young. The party atmosphere, you know, I used to catch myself talking to my mom like, Mom, I'm studying. Yeah, hold on. Yo, pass me the keg. Let's go. Pass me the keg. Let's go. It's fun, but a lot of I saw a lot of people failing out, failing yeah. off. Like that, I I guess I was strong minded, yeah. and I try to say that like you remember what you went to college for. Exactly. You're going over there. You're having a new environment, a new culture. You're partying. You're having fun and all that. But wait, remember school. This is what you're here for for a career. Because I loved it. I loved it. Probably instilled the balance. Yeah. Um, that's where life is a huge balance. And it is. 
you can have as much fun as you want. You gotta party hard. You gotta work hard too. So if if, if you wanna, you know, you wanna party, you gotta make sure you throw you something want, you on the other drink side. That yeah. You got exactly. You got to be able to wake up with that hangover. Exactly. And, and take care of your homework. Dude. You got a few papers, dude. Yeah, Eight exactly. page paper. You only did three pages. You did three pages. Finish that. Dude. Yo. I What's swear to God. I went to this chick's dorm room one time. When I was uh, I was young. I went to this chick's dorm room one time. We partied all night. Bro. She had, uh, I think it was a 10 page paper due the next day. Oh my bro, God. Or night. Once we, the sun was up when we got to the dorm room. Dude, she started doing her. You did it? <laughs> Yo, she, she knocked Sometimes. that shit out in like two hours. That just brought me flashback because sometimes I think you do work good. It brought me flashback. Sometimes you do work good under, under the influence, under pressure. No, pressure and influence. Because <laughs> I caught myself a few times with a hangover. Like I got a good idea, yeah. writing. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. Then when you read that shit, you're like, what the fuck was this? What was I thinking? Give me your worst. By the way, we'll get into your cousins a little bit. I got another question about that, college-wise. What was your worst, like, college story where you went to party and you had to do something the next day? Worst college story where I had to do something the next day? First of all, who was your roommate? I had a different roommates. My first ever roommate was actually, I forgot his name, but... Some weird dude from a weird state. He was actually, what was it? He was a cool guy. He was actually from Tennessee. He was a cool guy. We did well. The only thing is smoking cigarettes inside the room. <laughs> that was the only thing. I was like, can you stop smoking cigarettes? Then he went outside. And stood in front of the window, yeah, facing the door, <laughs> and smoked cigarettes. But it taught me, you know, it taught me, I learned a lot. It was like, you know, you just can't be picky. You just got to deal with what you got and, you know. And keep pushing on, bro. Exactly. What'd you get out of that dude from Tennessee? Did you learn something about his culture and did he learn something about your culture? Let me see. I'm trying to remember. I'm going to get super personal with you, so. <laughs> we didn't talk much. Oh, I yeah, we didn't talk. So, much. give me a roommate that you bonded from that's not from the neighborhood, not from the area. Um, oh, okay, someone I bonded with that's not from the area. Yeah, and don't I don't want you guys to take it out of content. Yeah, but, but you, you don't have to say the name or anything. Like okay. Don't take it out of context. It was a roommate that was assigned, and he was actually homosexual. Oh, okay. He was homosexual. That. His routines were different than mine. Not only his sexual preference, yeah, yeah. but his routines were, I'm waking up in the morning, I'm going to class, he's sleeping. By the time it's time for me to go to bed, eight, he's up trying to do work, trying to turn on the lights. So it's like, I learned, we got to learn how to compromise. We got to learn how to communicate. Okay, you have a different sexual preference than I so different sexual preference that I do, but I'm not going to hold that against you. Yeah. I'm not going to be biased and be like, yo, you're gay. I don't like you. No, is you're human like me. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You got to just have a different lifestyle. Not just, like I said, you like boys, but also you're sleeping at this time when I'm trying to go to school and you're yeah. staying up. So I learned is that, yo, you, you guys were completely opposite. Completely opposite. But well, I you never guys got along. Yeah, we actually got along. I learned, you know, is like, yo, listen, 
this is your life, this is my life. You gave BFF to still to the No, no, wait. I mean, everybody got one. I got a few. I lost them, like, sorry, he was my roommate. We just, like, lost communication because on to my next year in college, I was assigned another um, roommate, and then yeah. my next year, I actually moved off campus. I was renting out. I moved wow. off campus. I was living That's in a the, all, you apartment. You the go off. decision in your last couple of years. You're yeah. Like, you're getting a house. With, you're getting a house in the camp. town, and it was yeah. Albany. I was in Albany. That's when I moved out, and I was out of the campus area. Now, Peter, your older brother, Brace, and Danny, older cousins. Yeah. They come out and see you one time out there and while you was away? Yeah, they actually did go visit me. Especially my brother, they went to see because uh, I say the house parties, the party, the pirate, yeah. the party environment. That's why I said college is a great yeah. place. You get it? If you I, out there party with them? Yeah, definitely. I will call them. And, <laughs> I will call them and be like, "Listen, there's a huge party. Come get through. it? Come through on this specific day. Come through." And it was a place. So man, yeah. you went over there. You already making music. You're in college. Um, you're almost coming out of college. Um, some of your early stuff. You wasn't always lucky. Um, at first, you was M class. Yeah. Because um, your, your actual name is Mike. M class, M class like Mercedes. Uh, this is like the whole top dollar crew from 1998, 1999. When I started out. <clears throat> Shout out to everybody. J. Dot, Mark, Henry, Grace. What up, dope? Uh. Yeah. Heavy dough, Frankie. Heavy dough, Frankie. Yeah, if I'm missing somebody. I'm Jay Black for seven, ten years. Jay Black, free Jay Black. Yeah. Uh, the block, Rick Dollar. No, don't, don't chop that guy. Was good. That guy's. That guy's old and decrepit. Um, <clears throat> when you was coming back, you had finished school. Talk to me about the evolution of Lucky. You went from that class. So how do you get the, the names? Look, how do you keep? How do you? It was just it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just one name change. I think three times. I think it was. It was All right, I like you. Exp- I like you ask that question because, like you said, my neighborhood and sometimes outside of my neighborhood, I walk around. I go to clubs, lounges. I still hear M class. I yeah. still hear it, which at first used to. Grace Boogie, Bruce. He yeah. still calls you M class. For real? See, and I I don't blame him. Because at first, it was something that was bothering me. Like, I'll go to a club, I'll bring my demos, I'll bring my songs, go to the DJ and be like, yo, listen, can you play this? I got you. M-Class! Shout out to M-Class! And I'm like, oh, Lord. And I spoke to my cousin, my, I call him my OG, my cousin, and he explained, me, like, listen, be happy they know your name, period. Be happy you know your name, because if you look at other artists, like 2 Chains, 2 Chains had another name. You told me earlier. Titty, Titty Boy. Boy. He had another name. Titty Boy used to be part of the yeah. Dungeon Group. With, so I, uh, what's the name of the um, oh my god they did the love below what's the name of the group Atlanta I'm so oh, oh shit oh shit outcast. oh I remember that outcast thank you Justin thank you Justin so the popular group outcast they had a crew called the Dungeon wait um, Dungeon family outcast it might have been I might be confusing two chains for the other guy. No, but that was his name though, Titty Boy. It was Titty Boy though. I know it was Titty Boy. I, oh, he was. I think he might have been in the Lost Boys. Yeah. I'll get my hip hop history later. So yeah. Titty Boy, he used to be Titty Boy for a long time. So that yeah. I was M class. So yeah. that plus Jay Z. Jay Z has different names. Jigga Man, Hover, Jay Z. 
was Sean Carter. Else. Uh, he took Jay Z because Jazzo was his mentor. Yeah. They used to call him Iceberg Slim. Iceberg he had so many Slim, names. Yeah. So then he was like, you know what? If you jazz off, I'll be Jay-Z. Yeah. And the rest my idol. Who talking about yes. him a little more? So my thing was M-Class, I was actually named by my OG. I was named by my older cousin. Who's that? Ray Knows. Okay. He was like, listen. Shout out to Ray I Nose. still remember. I was a 13-year-old hanging with the old crew. And he was like, M-Class, that's your name. It's got to be like 99, 98, yeah. something like that. He was like, M-Class, your name. Why? M-Class is a vehicle, that's one. My class, Michael's class, basically summarizing it, it stood for a class of my own. I was the young guy still going to school while everybody else was dropping out, doing whatever. My class, Michael's class, I was unique. He gave me that name, so I ran with it. Now, that boy Lucky came out after years of doing the music thing. I've noticed one thing. Every time I talk about my personal life, and where I come from, what I do, I always hear that you're lucky. No, I hear you're lucky. Yo, you're lucky. People, I say people don't believe my stories because they go, yo, you're lucky. That's yo, for real, that happened to you? You're lucky that I thought about it. You know, M class, class of my own, there was a name given to me, but who am I? I see myself as that boy lucky. Not only because all these stories I have, but again, the whole college thing of going to school, coming out, facing a felony, graduating with a master's is like, whoa. And where you come from, Washington Heights is like this area. You're lucky. That boy lucky. So you went from M-Class. First of all, the history of Top Dollar, which I'm go- I am want to do an episode. Oh, you need to, yeah. When you started, they grouped you up with another young man. I'm not going to say his name. So you guys were a duo, right? You went from M-Class. Then when you came back from college... Um, you're going by M. Lucky for a while. Uh, yes. And you did a lot of music under that name. The That Boy Lucky name, I think, is your name um, because of the story that you're telling right now. Exactly like that. People relate to you being as like, oh, you're lucky you came out of that, that situation or that neighborhood. <clears throat> but I want to ask you, how'd you come from that in between? M. Lucky. You just figured like, M, that's me, Mike. I'm lucky you stuck it together, or was it something else? Yeah. That's what it was. I cut it short. I was like, I'm M class. How can I make the transition easier? That's what I thought. How can I make the transition easier and introduce that name to the public? Yeah. From M class to M lucky. What is this? Let me keep the M. Michael, lucky, M class, my class, or class of my own. You get it? It was a pattern. Yeah. M lucky that I thought of that. I thought the lucky was coming back from. Lucky Luciano. When I first oh, I've when heard you guys of, made the yeah, switch, yeah. um, this was years ago. I saw you, yeah. and you were doing a the Who's Lucky mistake. I honestly thought you were going with the Lucky off for of Lucky Luciano. I had I did not know the story behind it like, until now. And what's funny is you did that mixtape Who's Lucky, and you were doing a video. That day when we're doing the album release party in Dykeman. And I'm in the video, it's me and Brace on the background. Brace is the man. And you have people like Mark and Jay Dot trying to explain who Lucky is and why to Lucky them, yeah. is Lucky. Yeah. So now that video makes perfect sense to me and it takes it into another level for me. Yeah, That's right. The story behind Lucky. Yeah. I thought Lucky was like off of Lucky Luciano. 
<clears throat> but they're just saying lucky is like that's what. So that's, a lot of people will call you lucky. They will label you as lucky. Label yeah. As lucky. So I figure, yeah. And Lucky Luciano, Lucky Luciano, I actually heard of him before I thought of the name yeah. because I'm into my movies. Yeah. And I, I don't think I ever learned why they call him Lucky Luciano. I don't know why. That's a good question. It's a good thing. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. I just know he was uh, very involved with uh, Bumpy Johnson from Harlem. He was probably lucky as fuck, too. Probably <laughs> yeah, was. probably it's true. Yeah. Probably was. But I think him and Bump back then, Italians and the blacks, didn't get along. Yeah. And Lucky was the first one to actually sit yeah. with Bumpy, and they did business oh. together. So he let Bumpy operate in Harlem, and then he controlled everything else. So they, they worked together. Like the movie yeah. called Hoodlum that came out. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good movie. movie. Um, it's with uh, he, you see when I'm doing a show, I forget the name of the actors. I'm watching a movie. Get it right away. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne is in the movie. Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne is in the movie. Uh, Andy Garcia is in the movie. It's called Hoodlum. It's a good flick. And it tells the story of Lucky Luciano and Bobby Johnson. There's so a, yeah, that's I'm sorry. where I thought Lucky came from. Now, before I before I decided to make that change, another one, I don't know if y'all heard, Jay-Z, Lucky Lefty. Yeah. yeah. That was one of his... And I don't know, I don't know why. Oh, he's a lefty already. He boxes lefty. Okay, because he said that, Lucky Lefty. So, you know, I was taking in consideration, I'm, like, I'm making this transition, but I went with my heart, which is everywhere I go, everyone I meet, everybody that knows me, every time I say something about what I've done, what has happened to me, they go, you're lucky. Yeah. They leave me with that. You're, you're lucky. You serious? You're lucky. I'm like, okay, I'm that boy lucky then. So that boy lucky. I, I think yeah, that's, so that's I, Hold on. I want to hear a story of why they call you lucky. Like one, let, let me get a lucky story. Let me get a lucky story. All right. Lucky story. This will be lucky story number 89. <laughs> I have numbers for days. I used to drive a black Impala. This was, I don't remember, I think it was in my college years or before my college years. If you know the black Impala resembles a detective car, the detective car in the neighborhood, any neighborhood you go to, you see this car. It was so obvious that I used to let my mom drive it and she used to tell me, people let me pass stop signs, like people let me go first. I was known to drive the car and people from the block used to tell me, yo, Lucky, every time you drive by, every time you drive by the block, I get nervous and the drugs, I I start throwing it away because I used to creep. So one day, what's creep for the folks that don't know what that means? Creep, they thought I was analyzing, monitoring, they thought I was investigating. So every time I used to drive by, they thought, here comes an undercover, here comes a detective, he's creeping on us, throw it away, act innocent. Oh no, wait, it's Lucky in the car. So one day, this was what happened, and Reynos was there. It was after the club. Maybe I had a few drinks. It was actually around this neighborhood. It was around this neighborhood, <laughs> Washington Heights. I was coming out of a it's highway. Hudson Heights for now. Hudson oh, Heights. Because they like to rezone our areas, but okay. Damn. So I was driving, and what I used to do a lot with my black Impala, which had black rims and tinted out, I used to flicker the high beams, flicker yeah. them. I used to hit a button, will flicker, which makes it seem like, I have sirens. Yeah. I flick them. So I do that when I'm in a rush. Yeah. I did it one time. There was a van in front of me. Flicker them. The van pulled over. That day, like I said, I think I was drinking or maybe, I don't know, excited. I pulled up behind it. My cousin goes, Reynolds goes, what are you doing? I'm like, let me fuck with this car. I get out the car. I get out the car. 
I start impersonating a cop. This was when I was young. I say this was when I was in a mature stage. I get out the car. I put one hand behind me because I'm trying to impersonate a cop. One hand behind me. Let me walk. What do I say? Let me go to the window. He lowers the window. I go, license of registration, sir. I did that. Little did I know. By the way, he had a girl next to him. The girl looked intoxicated. She, she, because they just came from like a, a dark area. They came from a dark area. I don't know what they were doing. It's an Asian guy. He goes, I got you. He's smiling at me. I'm like, yeah, it's registration. You know what he hands me? A police ID. A police ID. A police ID. He shared a smiling. So I'm getting, oh, he's smiling because he's one of, what well, I'm not. He's not what I am. So I knew. Play cool. Continue, continue. I gotta continue. So I look at it and I go, You had the point in order. What precinct are you in? I'm in the 33rd precinct. I'm in the 33rd precinct. Oh my god, that's right here. That's- yes, my heart was beating. So it's like I'm doing two things. My heart is beating. I'm like, Oh my god, I hope he doesn't ask me, Wait, wait, where are you from? Yeah, wait, yeah. where's your badge? Yeah. 33 precinct. I ran with what I was observing, which was the girl seemed intoxicated. Yeah. She was like, yeah. her eyes were like low. I go dilated too. I go, what's wrong with her? No, she had a few too much to drink. I'm like, listen, sir, give do me a favor. Here, take her home. Goodbye. Thank you. Take care. I went to my car. My cousin was like, what happened? Listen, that's oh a car. That's God. a cop right there. He's a cop. Yes. I was scared. I was like, do I pull out first or do I wait for him to drive first? Yeah. As a cop, do I wait for them to nah, peel off or do I pull out first? Because like, yo, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I don't know. Let me see. Is he gonna read my license plate? Is he gonna read my license plate and go? Wait a minute, that's, that's not a cop. I don't know first. what's going on. So I pulled out first, sped, made the first left, lost sight, went home, and was like, oh my god. And after that, I've been reading news and seeing things. Person gets arrested for this. What was I thinking? When he that's gives you that ID, or you automatically. Say, all right. See you later, man. <laughs> like you play cool. Like I was he's nervous. Your boy, like he's your man. Like okay. I was nervous though. I was nervous for him. I was nervous for of him going. What if that man would have said this. Uh, yeah, I'm from the three four. Which is this area? Yeah. yeah. That's right. I was nervous of him. I was nervous of him saying, "Wait, where's your ID or yeah. something?" Yeah, yeah. Where I go, I'll be back. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I'll be back. back. Creep Ooh, back. Like, oh. Definitely lucky for that story. I Honestly, regret. that could have went so many different ways. By the way, I don't know. That, that story could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nah. It's so, crazy. Let's talk about your music real quick. So, I've heard, I heard Circles, I heard Paper Up on my own. I heard the whole Who's Lucky mixtape. Give me a copy. Uh, but your new music, I heard Circles, I heard Paper Up, I heard On My Own, all good. Um, Dear Mama is probably my favorite song that you've ever done in your life. Um, I like that hearing because I've heard people say that. I like what I hear. Uh, it's the reason why I posted it up today. Um, Paul, I had Paul and Benny. When we do an episode, I write the episode during the weekend. And then, like, on Sunday or Monday, I call my brother and I call Paul and Justin. And I give them the script for the episode. Justin hasn't heard the music. Um, <clears throat> but Paul and Benny, I had them listen to it. 
Circles to me is the perfect track for a club where there's women having a good time, chilling. That's right. Doing their thing. Everybody's having a strip club. You know, you know, if, if you're in a club and women are having a good time, everybody's having a good time. Oh, yeah. So that's your first one that I, you, you're hitting all, all the not Paper Up is the street anthem where, like, it's self explanatory. And when somebody wakes up in the morning, that's their main thought. Like, I gotta chase this chicken, I gotta get this money, I gotta, you know? And it's perfect. Dear Mama, to me, uh, the opening line, what's the opening line? Dear Mama, I love you, but guess what? I fucked up. Is your baby boy Michael Gonzalez not lucky luck? So that tells the entire story. So, the reason why I wanted you on the show, um, I feel like an artist needs to um, be vulnerable at times, and I think that's your vulnerable track, where you're letting people, you're giving them insight into who you are. Um, the other songs are great, don't get me wrong. Like, Circles probably be like a super hit, and so would Paper Up, because they're built for the radio, both of them. Um, Dear Mama, on my own, and... Um, I made it. Is it I made it? Yeah, I made it. So those are songs where, like, you let people in. Talk to me about the process, about let's do uh, Circles first and then paper up. Like, what was your what was your mindset doing these? Were you like, I need to make two records that, one for women, one for the streets? Because usually when you do a personal record, one for yeah. women, one for the streets, you got like the beginnings of a hot album. Yeah. So, so you want to start with you said circles? Circles. Let's do circles first. Circles. Circles and let's do uh paper up. Together. All right. Yeah. So with circles and paper up, you see, in my state of mind was I need something for the clubs. Yeah. Something where I could play, like Benny said, I could play. And girls get happy. They want to dance. You know, they want to twerk. It's like, oh, I could pop it. Yeah. You know, uh, if you hear the hook, you hear it, what they're talking about. So it's like something will make that happen. And then the paper up, I love how you said it because it brings me, that reinforces what I'm doing. That paper up was about getting money. That was to motivate hustlers, not just hustlers, because it's not even just streets. Motiv- anybody. Motivate anybody that wakes up so. and goes, I'm going to work. I want a better life. Ambition people, like, I'm going to go to work. I hate work. It's Monday, but get your paper up. Go and get, I'm going to get this. That was my state of mind was, like, cheering songs. Songs that will, you know, attract the listener because it's catchy and also motivate you. Motivate you. Well, you circles and paper up are catchy as hell. Um, Circles got the... uh, the hook is not you. You're not doing the hook. The hook is, like, the beat. Actually, some down south people from Atlanta that I worked with. <clears throat> that are doing the beat, uh, Paper Up is you and it's catchy as hell. If you listen to Paper Up two or three times, you'll find yourself at work, like I did this week, saying the chorus. And the same thing for circles. Um, so those, that's why I feel like those were perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect records. If I'm sitting there and I like to think from the wealth of knowledge that I've gained from all the guys in my life, as far as like hip hop music, yeah, I wouldn't know how to put a rap album together. And I think your first two tracks 
got to do something where it's like the pop track would be great. You got to do something to – Jay-Z would do it all the time. I know you – I look up to Jay. He's one of my favorite rappers of all time. And I know you do too. Jay would always put a, a hit single out, but he would always like do a song with Beanie or somebody else on the side, and that would be the – what they say, the street record. Um, But your record is not just a street record. It's like a – an yeah. yeah, I like what you just said right now. Again, you you kept you keep reinforcing. You're actually motivating me more because my boy. No, because I had another. I had a boy. I had a boy. I have a boy that said the same thing. My thing is, he heard the song, and he tells me, "Yo, Mike, Lucky, that song, get your paper up." I love it. Like I be saying that shit. Changing diapers, like get your paper, and that's what I was after. That was exactly what you said, and my boy said that's what I was after. Catching people that are influenced with my music that like it, and it's simple, catchy. Whereas you hear it and go, Oh, thank you, I like this. So, you did it, I think you did a great job. Well, circles is a you having some drinks, you had you had a lounge or uh, a club or something like that, circles comes on. You're gonna bop to it. You're gonna like it. It's got a good sound. It's built for the radio. Well, Paper Up is a really catchy ass song, and that's why I don't want to say like it's a street record. Street record because I, I feel like Paper Up is is catchy. It's like a club banger. It's a street record, but it's also a club banger. Together. It makes. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So it's one of my favorites. Um, I made it. I know it was personal for you. College graduate. Basic message behind it was basically, you know, I did this. I did this on my own. I made yes. well, not on my own, but you know, like made up. Did you Don't think? Let him tell the story, man. Well, no, he has a right. He has a right. Record, though, the lyrics, like yeah. I did. You understand where the man is coming from? No, you're right. No, he's like Rick is actually right. Everything he said is true. <laughs> It's just me bragging and boasting and talking about I made it, the college life, like I did it. And that's how I actually feel. Even though I'm still having, I get help. Everybody needs some kind of push in life. Even when you're a billionaire, you're still going to need. Yeah, you still need that that person that will seal that million dollar deal or get that connect for you. Yeah. So I made it was another one. So that I was just. This is me, right? We've known each other for years, but. This is me listening to four or five records that you put out this year. Uh, in the last three or four weeks. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can do the rock. So this is me. This is how you know you hit your you hit your target. This is me. Person, I've known you all my life. But the records, I've known for a while that I was going to do an episode with you. And the first two weeks, I didn't really... Heard them like two or three times each. Yeah, I dissected it this week. Um, that's why I feel like I haven't even we haven't talked about their mama, and I want to get to that. And I also want to ask. I you do about want to talk about that too. The little your songs aren't that long. Um, I there's something that hip hop artists are doing now. There's a trend going on where uh, actually there's a network. They have a record label. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't sign artists for albums. They sign them for singles. So if you sign for, let's say, Paper Up, sign with that label, they put all the money behind Paper Up, and they let it 
because they're streaming, they let it go for a longer distance amount of time as opposed to doing an album where you have two or three singles and you're going out like a year or two. Uh, artists are also doing shorter albums. Kanye did a couple in June, six, seven, eight songs, and shorter songs themselves. So before, like, uh, rule of thumb, when I was in the studio, it was three minutes, 50, three minutes, 50 seconds, around that area, over three minutes. Um, some of your songs are a little bit under three Yeah, minutes. they are. A lot of them are. It's true. Um, but you still get your point across uh, with the, the way the, the way today's world works uh, the attention span is a lot shorter so I think that you're on the money with that but talk to me about Dear Mama because I want to ask you about that song we, you came and off air we had a conversation I didn't even bring that song up so I wanted the genuine reaction from you on that song so that to me is because I know you this, the other songs are dope don't get me wrong but I know that song specifically to me, I found myself singing it. And I've, it's a song that I can say to my mother, if Justin hears it, Justin can relate to those feelings towards his mother. Oh, wow. That's so <clears throat> that's why I wanted you. I'm and it's, it's, it's less than three minutes, <laughs> the record. Yeah. So when did you do it? Why did you do it? Uh, did your mom hear it? What was her reaction? So it's a mad question. But. Yeah, I know. I heard all the questions. I'm going to start backwards with that last one. <laughs> she didn't hear it because she can't. She don't speak English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Translated it for her. It's a beautiful record. I translate it, but not the song. I translate it in emotions because yeah. honestly speaking, and I love you for have, asking me this question. This was, and you hear a lot of artists saying this quote. This word. Am I allowed to curse here? Yeah, yeah. You can so you could talk as long as you want. You can curse as long as you want. You can okay. talk as much as you want. So it's right. just open A form. lot of artists, is, I'm talking about Young Jeezy, Jay-Z, Nas, yeah. say the realest shit I ever wrote. The realest shit I ever fucking wrote. The realest shit I never wrote. This Dear Mama was the realest shit I ever wrote. And I, I get you, as an artist, you know it's real when you get chills. Yeah. So. Yeah, when you get goosebumps. And that's why I praise that you ask this question. I praise how you feel because I've heard a lot of people say that's their favorite. You get it? And it brings me back to when I wrote it. Like I was saying earlier, something I'm not proud of, but it's just life. Like I said earlier, I went to college, got my master's. Who do you know? Who do you know two weeks before going to graduation? on their masters is locked up. I don't remember nobody's number. I'm in Albany. I'm three hours away. I don't remember nobody's number. So it's like, I'm worrying about shit. I got to make it out to hand, to email a paper. I have to email a paper. I got to make it out for that. Luckily, I remember somebody's number. I was on lockdown. It was 23 hours, 23. I forgot the breakdown that I only had an hour of break to call. Yeah. Called the number, called my cousin, got bailed out, got it. The hardest part was calling my mom and telling her because I was in for four days, telling her, listen, you were calling me? Mom, in Spanish, of course, where you been? I'm looking for you. What happened? Yeah. Telling her, I'm sorry, I was locked up right now. Mm. So the thing is, who do you know made it out, graduated, out on bail, 
that of course I've been doing music. I heard that beat. I heard that song. It attracted me. When I was sitting down writing to it, I still remember when I was writing to it in my living room, and I recorded it. I was just going with my heart. I was going with what I was feeling. This beat goes beautiful with the lyrics. That beat is a few producers. Shout out to my cousin, actually, Noel. Classic. He's from 174. Classic Rain Yeah. Waterbury, Connecticut. I found it because he sent me a batch, and I just, like an artist, I said, I heard that one. Just hearing it, it went with the melody, with the flow of, I could speak my mind. I don't have to worry about a hook or worry about bouncing. I could just talk. Yeah. And writing it, I remember writing it. I recorded it. And when I hear myself, I go, when I hear myself, I just go, damn. I said everything I had to say. It's like me confessing. I see it as a confession where I spoke about, mom, I love you. But guess what? I fucked up. You introduced me to this world. Maybe I was embedded. Maybe it's in my DNA. Kendra Lamar. Yeah. Maybe it's in my DNA, this hustling thing of I'm in college, but hold up, I got to get money because I ain't rich. I got to pay for these books. Yeah. My dad, my dad wasn't not there. Exactly. Well, he was there, but he divorced and left early. So it's like, hold on, he was a hustler, so I'm hustling too. Yeah. Okay, I'm now I'm dealing with felony charges. Now I'm dealing with time, prison time, but hold up, I made it. I got a master's. So that's why I was like, I need to put everything there and let so it go. This is like, like the stuff that you feel like this is what you know growing up. Yeah. So when you was, it was like time to make money, you make money. Like that's what you know. So it kind of brought you back to that. Exactly. That's why earlier when we were talking, Rick, when you were saying, you know, your neighborhood is a part of you, what you learn. It is a part of you. I go with this phrase. That's why I want to tell the story. And I heard this before. You could take the boy at the hood. No, you can't take the hood on the boy. Yeah. Is that the phrase or... You I might be the, saying it the wrong way, but the, yeah. the jungle, I, for, I forget, but it's yeah, something like that. It's basically saying you could take the person out of the neighborhood, but, but you can't yeah. take the neighborhood out of the person. I say I'm your prime example because I grew up in Washington Heights. Things I was observing, analyzing, and learning yeah. about hustling, I learned it, but I was in school. I went to Albany, and I still remember the first time I did my first sale. It was me in Albany by myself. Yeah. I had no had no one. Yeah. I went out to jog. I said, I want to take a jog. Yeah. This other student was jogging. Guess what? He goes, hey, sir, listen. Do you know I could get weed? You know where I could get weed from? But the audacity. I don't want you to say. <laughs> hold on. I don't want you to he say. that I'm like, this I, guy knows what to get weed. <laughs> the, I don't want to say. Real. I don't want to say who the person is. Or it's where they, real. Where they come it's from or what their background is. It's but real. the audacity yeah. that he looked at you and would ask you, like, he knows where this is at. So, so it's as real as it gets. It is. It's as real as it gets because I still remember, my, like I said, my first flip. Was that your reaction in the back of your mind? Like, how the fuck? I know what you're talking about. I know. Yeah. I got what you say. I got what you need. But why are you asking me? <laughs> yo, why are you that, asking that, me? That, 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 it's like, yo, why are yeah. you asking me? But yeah, that, that went through my head, but it didn't come out of my mouth. Pause yeah, that yeah, yeah. if you're confused. <laughs> it went through my head, which I was like, you was like what the why are you fuck? asking me? But I need this money. Like, nigga, so you I think you. I, all I thought was, you think I'm a local from Albany? I just thought, you think I'm a local from Albany? That's what I thought. But my answer was, um, I'm not sure... What you looking for. What you looking for. And there I went back to my dorm room. And that's when the light bulb clicked. Went back to my dorm room and I go, wait a minute. I'm in Albany. I don't got money. I'm by myself. 
where I'm from, they used to call it home of the haze. If I bring it up here, how much would I get paid? Oh, and I didn't mean to rhyme that. So then you started getting the math in your head. And then I started calling friends that stayed behind. Like I said, stay behind. They didn't do what I was doing. Yo, how much is an ounce? How much is this? Can I get it? And I learned. That was like, bring it. Let me go get it. Greyhound, bring it back. Of course, I don't remember that guy that stopped me, but I could speak out like, yo, if you're looking for this, let me know. If you're looking for that, you let me know. What dorm are you in? I'm over here. And I took I took flight from there. That was my first year. I took flight. I graduated to that's what I say in my music. I graduated from that to the white stuff, and it's just a story to tell. But this shit happens with a lot of rappers, man. They, they, like a lot of dudes, they started off like selling hay, selling all the oh yeah, and everything, and then they just after a while they grew out of it, man. You're great, cause Jay Z again. Jay Z says it in a song. He was like, he wanted just to sell it. He just wanted to start ounces. He was like, I just want to start this. He said something like that. And you moved on to kilos. You moved on to big things. The ambitions, your hunger is like, wait a minute. And you, it's, sometimes there's a trap because, you know, it That's ain't why they call it the, trap. the trap. You end up in jail, end up in issues. But it's like sometimes that's all you got. I had more than that, but I just was too focused on one thing, the money. So let me ask you something else. You're you're in rap, hip hop, that genre of music, musician, but you're also Latino. Yeah. And it's not a it's not a genre where we do very well with. You're right. So tell me. What is it being a Latino in the hip hop industry? Wait, let's cut it there. So I use the bathroom. So I want. So I want you to tell me what it's like being a Latino in hip hop. What it's like being a Latino in hip hop? I'll tell you right now. It's kind of difficult. Man, Justin, behind the camera. Justin makes it legit. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this situation over there. I see you. The mic's adjusting. Being a Latino in hip-hop, let me see. Where do I start? I think I, I have mixed feelings about it. Mixed feelings. Why? I like talking in details. Because when I was in high school, some people thought I was black. I don't know. Maybe it's my skin color. I don't know. I mean, but brother, you are black. Do you know that? You're black, my brother. You are black. Bro. First of all, <laughs> let me explain something to you. John Leguizamo did a thing about history for morals. I got to see that. I got to see that. I heard about it. Very good one-man show. Uh, it's scientifically proven that, especially Dominican, Cubans, and Puerto Ricans, oh. you have at least 20%, depending on your lineage. So... Um, and that's just, I'm just saying us, like the Caribbean, but the world itself, everybody has yeah, lot, the original yeah, is European, has. African, Asian, yeah, Indian. That side of the world was the original. Dude, and the us. Sun was out there, bone The Indians. Your words. Aztecs. Uh, uh, Tainos, Aztecs. Uh, Mayans. That's who, that's who we were on this side of the world. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so you are black, my brother. You're right. It's true. <laughs> I heard that in high school, and then in college, I remember hanging out with my boys, which were black. That I I still remember to this day. They would say, "Yo, Lucky, I've been forgetting your Spanish." Seriously. And why is that? Because I won't speak Spanish. I'll forget. You get it? I'll forget to speak Spanish. But being Latino, you get it where I come from. Sometimes I have my moments where you hear the Spanish words come out. Like, we'll have a conversation. But like, yo, dime a ver. What's good? What you doing today? Está bien. Okay. What's good? Ahorita. It's whatever. That comes out sometimes. So. Let me just plug it real quick. Your cousin had one of the biggest hits. Oh, yeah. And what was it? That though, okay. When she performed Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Big moves. So, <clears throat> I, I get those those phrases, they come out. Yeah. They, okay is one of our biggest They ones. come out naturally. But my last performance I actually had, shout out to DJ Absolute. He has something called Rock the, the Mic. Yeah. Rock the Mic, DJ Absolute. Shout out, Fredo, please. Love that man. What up, Fredo? That was like my eye-opener, I say, as a Latino artist. Why? It was downtown Manhattan. DJ Absolute, if you Google him, shout out to him, like I said, Rock the Mic. It was a Rock Nation edition competition. All I remember, people on stage were from Atlanta, Tennessee, Miami, South Carolina, North Carolina. They were from all over the states. Right? Talking about their hoods. And I noticed, hold up, I was like the only New Yorker. There was another New Yorker from Brooklyn, but I'm the only New Yorker Spanish guy right here. Hold on. Which I started, my my mind started playing tricks on me because I'm like, I wonder if they're going to notice. Are they going to hear my accent? Like I told you, I I had an accent. I learned I had an accent in Albany. Are they going to hear this? And what I was going to perform was, what was it? I'm sorry. Paper Up. And there's another one I have called um, Dominican, talking about the culture, whatever. So I'm like, how am I going to present this to them? But I went with what's in my heart. I was like, listen, shout out to all my my out-of-towners. Sorry. Shout out to all my out-of-towners. Shout out to all my out-of-towners. I don't know if you have Dominicans. I don't know if you ever heard about us. If you Google us, which is correct. If you ever Google us. In the NBA, if you watch NBA, we got Al Horford, which Boston Celtics. If you watch rap, shout out to Cardi B, Dominican. If you watch baseball, we got Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Sammy Sosa. We got them. We in the map. If you watch movies, I forgot her name. I am sorry. I'm drawing a blank from Fast and the Furious. Zoe yeah, and Michelle Rodriguez. From the Avatar. We have Dominicans are on the map. So I, I threw all that out there. All I remember all I remember that I did my performance, all I remember is when I got off stage, a lot of randoms from, yo, I'm from Atlanta, my boy's Dominican, yo, I'm from down south, I know about your Dominicans, yo, listen, I forgot what town he was from, Texas or whatever he was, yo, I go to Dominica, I get my drugs from over there, I'm like, yo, we on the map, so, so I was like, listen, being a Latin rapper, it doesn't really phase me, because we connect, we're all trying to tell a story of the come up. You get it? We're trying to come up. Look at French Montana. He's French. He calls himself French Montana for a reason. Yeah. So it's like, you got your Dominican boy, that boy Lucky Me, and you got these artists like Nas, Biggie, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, that mention Dominican Kinsalamon. They know who we are. So it's like, let me emphasize about us. 
So I would be, I'll be failing the show if I didn't mention. Uh, fabulous is not Dominican. Yes. yes. Uh, Juju from the Beat Nuts. Yes. Legendary group from Queens. Uh, Juju Dominican. Uh, Triple Six from the Terror Squad. Yeah. Yeah. JL Ryder that was in Dipset. JL Ryder. And uh, I'm not too sure about Drew Ellis. Yeah. I feel like he was in the neighborhood, but he's not. Uh, those and then Cardi B. But Triple Six I brought up because the most successful Latino was Big Pun. Obviously. Yes, he's my motivation, Big Pun. So is it hard breaking that mold? Is it hard getting those meanings? Is it hard... You know, yo, and especially now, like being from New York, yeah, and trying to do like shout out to Jay, and trying to do uh, like there's a lot of like down south man, like yeah, trap music is out right now, and being from New York is a different sound. So like, like is it tough or not? I don't. To me, it ain't tough because I know how to adjust. That's why I like what Rick brought up. I know how to adjust where I have a song called Circles, which is a strip club song. And if you hear it, it sounds ATL because the hook are from ATL rappers. Then I got paper up. Straight up trap song. Yeah. You get it? It's like, I know how to adjust. That's why I respect artists like Jay-Z back again because he knows how to adapt. Big pen, pen, spending cheese. I don't know. That's like, that was considered down south, but you just got to, what you call, re- adjust, adapt to what you're at to the times. So that's why you get it. You know, with the Latin rapper, and I just thought about it right now, we mentioned him earlier, Tekashi 6 9 I heard he's Mexican. He's Mexican. He's Look Mexican. at that. Hold on. So he's not only Mexican, but he's half Puerto Rican. Oh. So he, he's Mexican and Puerto Rican. And wow. He's and he's from Brooklyn. And he's big. He's, he's huge. There's a lot of love right now. I feel like there's a lot of in the closet. Like, you know, actually, if, if, I, if I'm going to mention it now. I feel like there's a lot of New Yorkers that are weird to grow up. There's a documentary on HBO. Um, mad I'm forgetting the name, the name of the documentary. But uh, Latin Explosion. Latin Explosion. It's called Latin Explosion. Um, Jose Feliciano did the national anthem at Yankee Stadium. And he was banned and blackballed for a really long time from the music industry. Because he played the national anthem with a Spanish twist to it. What? Wow. Yeah. So if you look at the Ramones, the Ramones were Latino. What happened to Fergie, though? What happened to Fergie? No. That's a disgrace. Well, she she didn't, you know. So if you look at the Ramones, you look up a lot of rock artists from that era. They had to change their name because they couldn't be, you know, Jose Martinez. Or they couldn't be, you know, Hernandez or anything like that. So it's not just hip hop per se. It's like, and if you look it up, actually the highest selling artists of all time are Latinos. That's right. So it just that's right. It is tougher for us to make it in the industry, um, especially if you're not speaking our language. Because if you're doing hip hop, you're doing it in English. You're not doing it in Spanish. Um, that's why I wanted to ask you that question. I got an advice for a lot of Latin rappers. I'm kind of trying to hold back, but it's like, yo, I do it. I'm I'm just social. My advice, if you notice, a lot of my art cover don't have a picture of me. So I figure, Takashi 6 9 I am sorry. Much respect to him. Good luck with his. I had no idea he was Mexican. Sorry for laughing. Well, his name is Daniel Hernandez. Oh, my God. And I'm laughing more. <laughs> sorry. I didn't read that. 
my my advice is, which I've been doing, put your music out. Is your talent is what counts. So a lot of my art covers, so my singles are just designs that connects with what I'm doing. It ain't my face. It ain't you get it because I don't want to be judged. That goes into my profession. That goes to who I am. Social work, soci- sociology. Yeah. It's like, yo, you want to make it somewhere, especially hip hop. Let your work work for you. Let people go, yo, who is that boy? Look, I like that boy. Look, and when they meet you and see you go, oh, wait, that's Poppy. That's Poppy. He got it. Oh, I forgot to mention Bodega Bands. He's oh. done very good recently for us. I like him. He, uh, he blends it with the culture. But I, let me true life. True life is Spanish, right? True life is Puerto Rican from the Lower East Side. Calling them. Remember his these record, names. His, his record right now is actually pretty solid. I, I like it. Let me ask you right now. So if... Because back in uh, when Danny Yankee came out and Reggaeton made a really big push. <laughs> Reynos a huge rapper in Uptown, he could have went the Pitbull way because Pitbull was a rapper. He was. I remember the 305 album. I yeah, copped it. He was an English rapper. With Lil John. Reynolds decided he's going to stick to, this is his music, hip-hop. He did He, he did a song with Elephant Man, He Devil. He has, like, Duke could do a song with anybody. He's super talented. Yeah, he's super talented. But he didn't. If Bad Bunny walked into this room right now, I feel like you could make a dope record with him. Would you do it? So forget about you, you and him are on the same level, money wise and artist wise. Not, not, not even. Would you transition would you into transition Spanish rap? Into Spanish rap. Like, is that something that you thought about? Like transitioning into Spanish rap? Yeah. Or like not rap. Trap. 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 Like, you, would you do a record like All you see? Right. Bad Bunny did Mia with Drake. <laughs> Bad, Bad Bunny told Drake the story behind Drake doing it in Spanish. Was, Bad Bunny was like, "Yeah, I want to do a record with you, but you got to do it in Spanish." So oh, that's wow. why he does it in Spanish. So Bad Bunny walked in, biggest trap artist at this time right now. And he said, "That boy, Lucky, I want to do a record with you." But would, you, would that be something that you were interested? Would you be interested in that? If I was already up there, like you said, if I was already up there. Even right now. Even right now. Answers. Okay. The first answer, if if I was up there where I already got, you say a pedestal, I'm already up there, yeah. I'll do it because I'll, I'll be able to practice and preach my slang. Bag Bunny, you're Puerto Rican. Guess what? I'm Dominican. Que lo que? Dime a ver. Yeah. I could throw that in there. Yeah. Right now. Right now that I have my few followers, I have my few fans, few friends, few supporters. Right now. Or do you feel like your audience, my question is, do you feel like your audience will accept you doing something new? I think my audience would. Because yeah. seeing the looks of it, you get it? It's not just Spanish. Seeing the looks of it, they understand where I'm coming from. You get it? Like, if you want to talk about race, I have... Black followers that actually tell me, yo, I've been to Washington Heights. Yo, I know, yo, Papi, you get the drugs. I like what you're talking about. I have a song called that I sample Biggie, Colombian, Dominican, yeah, whatever. Whoever he was, he had it tucked under his leather. So it's like, I would do it, but not fully. I wouldn't do a full Spanish well, trap song. Like, I wouldn't do fat, full. If Bad Bunny, not saying what he did is great, but he came in here. Well, to you, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because you're a Latino. But would you... Because Drake is not. That's the reason why he wanted Drake to do it in Spanish. Because he saw the big picture. Drake 
raps on my song. It's just Drake, Drake right. doing a verse. But Drake in Spanish, it makes it even bigger. Would you go back? I know you're able to do it. Would you do a trap record remix going back and forth in Spanish and English? Which, by the way, Reynolds did beautifully. Yes. It's not okay. So he, he did that crossover. That's my question. Would you want to do... Would you do a crossover at this point right now? Would I you, would. Would you be open to it? I would. Just like Reynolds did. Yeah. That song, Tato, okay. Yeah. Get crunk tonight. Yeah. See the mix? Tato, okay. okay. I would do that. I would do that, but I'll make sure I won't get lost in translation where I'll confuse the fans, confuse the supporters, confuse them with a go, wait, wait, wait. What is he saying? I understand what he meant, Tato. I understand what he meant, Que lo que. I understand what he meant, Papi. But what's the his other vocabulary? No, I won't go full out. Yes. Yes. It's like pun. You'll throw your references here and there. Yeah. But you would do a Spanish trap right? I would. But you know what would be fire, though? I'm just thinking about that shit right now. You know what would be fire? Like, the artist that would do, uh, like, a, like a, an album, like a Spanish trap and English type album. Yo, that would. I mean, I don't know if you're working on an album right now, but you got four songs already off the bat that you could slip in there. Definitely. Oh, yeah, Benny. I'm sorry, you're what I just said right now? Oh, yeah, Benny. The Spanish came out. What you're saying, shout out to BB. BB the boss. Stop that entertainment. What you just said right now, just open. Yeah, it opened my eyes. BB was trying to do that. I don't know if he's still working on that, but what you just said, I swear to you, he had something called the Alliance. Yeah. The Alliance, where you had Jada Kiss doing a song with, I think was Calle 13. He had Rick Ross. I'm telling you, Rick Ross, he paid for Rick Ross' verse to do a song with another Spanish artist, I think Voltio. He had Ray Nose doing a song with Lapis, where it was called Alliance, La Alianza. And just what you said, now I understand clearly, he was trying to do a multi thing where you got this crowd going yo Rick Ross huh? another crowd going dale so that's true. I feel like you can do it with multiple artists you could but that's I feel like that's more of a compilation work I feel like if Lucky does an album and Lucky's doing records he could do different tracks different records with different people and blend in the the music talking about projects I want to know, is there one with these four singles? Yeah. Honestly, there is. There is? There is a new project I'm working on, which defines, there's not a set date. There's not a set date, but I'm just been promoting it so they could be on the lookout to, I want people to keep track of what I've been doing and what I'm doing. I'm secretive. I'm like, let me think of the word right now. Your jigsaw puzzle. I'm I'm a person you, hard to catch. But I'll tell you the name, and I hope to copyright it because I heard people, I heard rumors. Okay. And I'm looking at the camera right now because I heard rumors about this shit. Break it now. It's called an Uptown Story. That's okay. what I am doing, an Uptown Story. I already got my intro, and I got songs that you pointed out that I want to include, an Uptown Story, and that I'm working on building it, putting the songs together, making a story where you hear the songs, where you hear the album, sorry, you hear the album from top to bottom, and everything connects. And it's like reading a book. It's, yes. It's like yes. A, a yes. It's like reading a book where you hear, I'm sorry, you hear the intro, which is my cousin. We were talking about accent, and this is how he talks. 
that boy Lucky was born in Washington Heights. His mommy was born in Santa Domingo. His papa came when he was 30 years old. That boy Lucky was three years old. Three years old, his family's left. It's him telling my story. Why I want that? Because so you could see where I come from and then hear the story, where I came from, what happened. And then the first song, I actually had my mom voicemail that she had. The first song is her going, Mi hijo, como tu ta? Cuidate, llamame pa atrás. My son, how you doing? Well, call me back. And that first song, I'm talking about what I did, how I fucked up, things of that nature where, I, like Rick said, you're hearing it, it's like, damn, I hear this whole story. I understand who he is, what is going on. The Uptown story, in Uptown story. So, story is just a big run of Uptown. Yes. You listen to the whole album. Like, you would know you what it was like. How he made it, how he made it, how he exactly. fucked up, how he was exactly. still, how he was caught in two worlds. That's what it is. How he got caught in two worlds. Like, yo, how the fuck you go to college and then you got a funny... How the, my advice is this. Hold on. My advice is this. Oh, yeah. DNA. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm sorry, I had that idea before him, but yeah, keep going. working on it. May or June, best time to drop it. Because why? It gives fans enough time to get familiar with it, and then you got the summer at the hotel. So that's just an important piece of advice. Thank you. So I'll look forward to the record. I'll look forward to the album. I want to thank you for coming out, giving me your time, telling me your story. I'm going to tell you right now on video, it has to be part two. This is not done. This is like 20 more. I didn't even ask you about Brazen Danny. Oh, shit. I got like 20 more questions we need to go over. This is just the first one. Circles, paper up, on my own, all good. Uh, I made it. They're all available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Title. Yes. Our show is available on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout. Anchor and any other media you want to go to, and YouTube, YouTube, the video will be available to you. Whatever you want, Mike. Thank you. For coming. I'm gonna say, Mike, he's my boy. Mike, thank you for coming out. I Definitely. Time, no, bro. thanks for having me, guys. Definitely, thanks for having me. I want to say thank you to the monkey Man for letting us allow to have this episode in this environment to watch the heights. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. Cheers.